Let's talk about your patient with bipolar disorder. The 54-year-old woman, she had a lumpectomy for a 1.6 centimeter, grade 3 infiltrating duct carcinoma, ER strongly positive, PR weakly positive, axillary node negative, sister died of breast cancer at age 48. She has a significant psychiatric history. She has a bipolar disorder. She's taking lithium and risperidol. So I sent an archetype on her, and it came back 32. So this is a patient who was quite reluctant initially to consider chemotherapy. And as she told us today, she takes multiple herbal and vitamin supplements. She brought up today she takes flaxseed oil, high dose of vitamin B and vitamin C. She wanted to know what to do about that. And the issue came up about chemotherapy and interaction with some of her psychiatric medications. And what's her life situation? Who does she live with? Is she working? She's not currently working. She's been, you know, disabled for about 10 years. She does have a daughter, a 25-year-old daughter. She, you know, has a male friend who visits her. She says that she does enjoy smoking marijuana often, but she's living independently and she's an intelligent woman. So you haven't got to a point of making a decision or where are you? Well, I made a recommendation today. Oh, so today. So I told her that she needed systemic chemotherapy. And my inclination with her, with a recurrent score of 32, was TC. But then Joe and I talked about it, and Joe had some thoughts about that. Given the nature of her psychiatric history, I was concerned about the use of intermittent high doses of corticosteroids and about the potential for either making her manic or depressed. And we, on questioning her, it seemed to be that she was relatively well compensated, that she hadn't had any recent exacerbations of her disease that resulted in a hospitalization or any suicidal gestures or ideation. But at the conclusion of the visit, Alan decided that it was important to contact her psychiatrist to get a better sense of what her psychiatric state was. And we both agreed that it would be preferable to select an adjuvant chemotherapy regimen that didn't necessarily require high doses of corticosteroids. In addition, she had a positive family history, a sister who died at age 48. So we talked about genetic counseling with her as well. So what specific regimen are you thinking of? Well, my preferred regimen was TC, but there is this issue of steroids. And before I'm going to want to give her steroids, I think I need to talk to a psychiatrist and see what the psychiatrist thinks, whether she can handle it. So if he says or she says, maybe not a good idea, then what? AC or CMF. Your initial thought was TC. What about a taxing where you don't need corticosteroids, i.e. nabpaclitaxel? Well, we talked about that a little bit. There isn't any data that I'm aware of giving nab in the adjuvant setting. Joe, what do you think? There's some pilot phase two type data, but there's no efficacy data. I mean, one would suspect that the results would be quite similar in terms of efficacy, but we really don't have any information. But that certainly would be a reasonable thing to consider. I mean, One could argue that CMF, based on the B20 trial, those patients did quite well who had a high recurrence score who got treated with CMF. So CMF would be a perfectly suitable option for her. Of course, in that trial, they used, I believe, the classical Bonadonna oral CMF. And there's some question about whether the intravenous form of CMF, which would probably be preferable to given her, would produce the same result. So you're actually referring to the trial that kind of the Oncotype, the NSABP, I think it was B20 trial that actually correct. demonstrated that. I think they also had M to F in there too. Yes, that's correct. 
As George Sledge would say, for patients who have a high recurrence score, CMF is like targeted therapy because it improved the disease-free survival in that group from in the mid-60 percentage range to about uh, 85 to 90%, which is pretty respectable. So I think CMF will be a perfectly appropriate option for her, and the metagenicity of the cyclophosphamide is such that, without the doxorubicin, such that you can probably manage it without using corticosteroids, particularly given her daily use of cannabis. I mean, did you say you were considering AC, though, Alan? Yes, that would be a possibility. But don't you have to give steroids there? You don't have to give dexamethasone, but certainly adding dexamethasone would decrease the likelihood of developing chemotherapy-induced emesis. Right. But she may have other reasons why she wouldn't be likely to be developing emesis. Right, because she uses marijuana on a daily basis. So. Right. 